post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst. The near post, get there, get there first. Hi, uh, I'm Paddy Bourdier and you're listening to The Near Post. Welcome. We are talking football across the Australian Community Radio Network. With me in the studio is Nick Senior, uh, a man I go to for all my financial affairs, including uh, football information. How are you going, Nick? Very well, Paddy. Yourself? Good, good. And, uh, and Nick Junior, uh, the man who... Uh, we'll no doubt be heading up the FFA in roughly 10 to 15 years. We'll, we'll see about that, but yeah. Maybe, maybe Central Coast Mariners. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to start Central Coast Mariners. Uh, this is our plan for you, by the way, uh, Nick Jr. We're going to start Central Coast Mariners and then we're going to push you into the FA. Uh, near post is behind you 100%. Well, mm. I wanted to start uh, today's show. I mean, coming up in the next half hour, we've got the news. We're a week closer to the start of the A-League. Thank Q- God. Kuehl versus Everton. Um, we've got Hyundai versus Ford. Uh, Wellington Phoenix. We're going to look, look at the difference between a tycoon and a magnate. And uh, we're going to talk some fantasy football. But, uh, it's gonna a big start- show. It is a big show. Mm. I'm going to start off by uh, starting to, to bring some, some personality into the show. So uh, I'm going to talk to Nick Senior, a question I've never asked him before. No, uh, the question is, what position do you play in the football pitch, Nick? Look, wherever... Regardless of the sport, wherever tall, <laughs> slow players who can run all day are required, that's me. Right. So on the on the wing mostly. But on the wing. Left left back a bit as well. Is your wing position based on your fitness? Because I know you're a very fit guy. It's it's fitness rather. So than you're sport. a hard working Beckham <laughs> kind of player without the ability on the dead ball. Is that correct? Yeah, the running up and down bit like yeah. Beckham. Everything else, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and uh, and and Nick Junior, where where do you play on the pitch? Oh, no, I've recently settled into centimetre after playing several years in sweeper. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so, so are what, you what a... style of centimetre yes, that's, it, that's the question. Oh, I'm not really sure, but in, in my last game I scored two and up two, so maybe maybe I'm a bit of a creator, who knows? Mm. Okay. Could, Fra- could be a late bloomer. Fabregas. So you sound like a bit like a Fabregas to me. Like oh, you've, quite you've possibly, recently but I don't mo- like Barcelona. You've <laughs> recently moved clubs, you know, forced to move. Yes. Some acrimony, oh, not, maybe that. Not forced <laughs> That move. kind of guy. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in as, uh, as a Lampard. In my head, you're a, you're a Lampard type player. Sure. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From the Central Coast's golden generation. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's right. Now, if you have an inquiry or you'd simply like to test our football knowledge, uh, you can do so on our email. Email uh, flanagan.amon at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can catch the podcast on www.nearpost.blogspot.com and on iTunes as well as halftimeheroes.com.au. Now, I've recently gone to an Android phone, so I won't be able to use iTunes. I'm freaking out a little bit. Not quite sure how I'll get the podcast. I'll keep you updated next week. Mm. Our show dedication is for Melbourne Victory, mm. who brought us the highs and the lows of the football, uh, or Australian football this week. The highs, they're obvious. Uh, mm. Harry Kuehl, 4,000 people uh, around the stadium lining up. Gold, Gold Coast can't get that many people to a game. Got yes, just a little bit of media <laughs> attention. I don't know if just anybody saw bit, it. Yep. Um, we'll talk about that later. Anything. The worse uh, is that they dropped the uh, Matilda's captain, uh, Melissa Barbieri. Yeah, that, was a, that was a horrible call. I'm going to go more than ruthless, heartless. Ooh. Just That's come tough. back from One you know, of the a most qualifying campaign. People in it, women's football, or Australia, obviously, and then 
cutting her loose from the squad? It's got to be a financial issue. You or, think so? Well, How I, much I mean, is they're she not paying paid? that much, but and surely she there's a difference between Melissa Barbieri and the young gun that they've gotten to replace her. And you can't tell me it's a financial issue uh, given the the attention that Harry Kewell's getting. Mm. Or are they giving everything to him, Perhaps. like absolutely <laughs> cutting <laughs> down their squad to there's nothing? Got, there's got to be another story there that we're not hearing. It, it makes no sense on face value. Yeah, um, it's just uh, it's crazy. So, uh, you know, I had to go out to Melissa and I hope that mm. she's got other options. I know that um, she... Uh, I know this not because she's like a personal friend or anything, because <laughs> I follow her on Twitter. So I'm like a Twitter friend, you know. It's, uh, we're, we're buddies. You've got a connection. Yeah. But but she did make mention that she'd turn down at least one option uh, in order to play for victory, and mm. now she's looking at others. So mm. Wow. So it leads us on to the quiz. Uh, Babieri... How many games has Melissa played for Australia? Now, she's a mm, good captain. Question. Yep. Has well, she been the captain for a long time, Nick Jr.? I don't think so. I, I believe she took over after the uh, second last World Cup, the one in, in uh, Japan, was it? Uh, hmm. And that, she took over from Sally Shepard, did she? No, not Sally Shepard. Oh, who's the other one? No. Yep, the other one. No, I, no. I can't remember her name. Okay. But yeah, so I'm assuming she's played a few games, but... Not as many as you would think. I, I'm going to say around the 40 to 50 mark, maybe. 32 for me. 32. Mm. Uh, I can uh, tell you that it's 54, mm. um, which is an enormous amount of games. Uh, in terms of the men's game, in terms of Socceroos, Stan the Man Lazaridis had about the same sort of uh, mm. games, and he's a Socceroo legend. So, you know, in, the, in this context, Perth, Captain, <laughs> particularly if you, thank you very much. Ow, ow, that hurt. Um, in this context, you know, we're talking mm. a very significant player who's returned from a tough qualifying campaign, doesn't earn very much money, cut. And yep. I, for one, am sad that the media really didn't take this up and uh, hammer a Melbourne victory home with it. But anyway. The, there's well, not a lot of media space in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, with the, uh, the AFL finals and... And that, whatnot. That cure fellow. Yeah, cure mm-hmm. fellow. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's it is tough for mm. uh, to find the column inches, but you know that's a that's a sad happening. Yep. So moving on to news. Um, this week's news. Now the big news. Uh, Jason Kalina, the forgotten man of the yeah, uh, big news. I, I guess Socceroos. the the Socceroos and well no the A League. You know he's mm. he's a great marquee signing for the A League. Jason Kalama has been ruled out uh, for the upcoming A-League season after confirming he needs knee surgery. Mm. So I think it's crazy harsh. I think he's a great player, yeah. and he sacrificed a lot to come back to the A-League. Well, I think he did. He's, anyway. on, a, he's on a pretty yeah. good contract with Newcastle. Interestingly, Newcastle get the full value of his contract back under insurance if he's unable to play all year. Well, that I didn't know. That mm. is interesting. How did that deal happen? Well, that's a standard requirement of player contracts through the Professional Football Association, Footballers Association, their deal with uh, Football Federation Australia. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, good call. So does that mean that he might, Tinkler might dip into the recoup funds to find a replacement? But so who, who would no... go? They couldn't get another Jason Collette. Oh, definitely No, not. they couldn't. David but... Carney? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possible. Um... Uh, Melbourne Victory announced, uh, as I said earlier, that it will not be resigning uh, W League goalkeeper Melissa Babieri for the upcoming W League season, opting instead to name talented young shot stopper Brianna Davy as the side's first choice keeper. A lot of pressure Tough. on her. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah, 
Uh, the Australian Under-19s women's team has entered camp in preparation for the AFC Under-19 Women's Championship 2011. The doubles up as qualifiers for the FIFA Under-20 Women's uh, 2012 World Cup to be held in Uzbekistan. Wow. That's a... Seriously, I'm taking the near place jet to Uzbekistan. <laughs> I, I'd love I've to always, go there. Always dreamed of going to Uzbekistan. No, no, I, I'm being genuine. I it's, would love it's to an go there. Location, you can't deny that. If anybody's mm-hmm. out there and has an enormous amount of money and wants to see dreams come true, send me to Uzbekistan. I've me. been to an under-19 World Cup in Canberra, but Uzbekistan is more exciting. How good would it be? Anyway, uh, good luck to them. Uh, now, in A League previews or preseason, uh, mm-hmm. A League runners-up. Central Coast Mariners mm. uh, continued its preparations for the coming season with a 1-0 win over Perth Glory. That's only a trial match. In Sydney on Sunday, uh, a new signing Pellegrino scored against his former club. Huzzah. Yay. I think they've had quite a good preparation, <laughs> yeah, haven't they? Um, so far unbeaten in our pre-season. So Nick Jr., any uh, dirt you want to rub in my face on that? You're just sitting quietly, happy with the result? Uh, I'll just just let it stew for a while and bring it up every now and then. Mm. Now, (laughs) it's worth mentioning that we did do a show uh, last week and uh, due to technical issues beyond our control... Uh, the show did not go to air. Yeah. Um, st- I still feel the pain of that one. Well, well this, we're, we're this is the really point. funny and smart last week. <laughs> we well. were really funny. And and I, had my, I had my lovely rant about the Mariners and the A League title. And this challenge. is what I was going no. to say. Nick, so Nick Junior Nick Junior's, Nick was, Junior's rant, rant of glory on Central Coast Mariners was unheard by anyone but uh, two people in this room. Mm. It was a glorious rant, yeah. and I, my commitment to you, Nick Junior, is that you will be able to rant once again. Maybe not this show. Maybe uh, the next it was time. When, it was when Nick burst into song that... Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, I, I, liked it. Well. I liked it when he stood on the chair and, uh, <laughs> you know, started twirling his scarf around. Yeah, it was a good time. It, it's really interesting trying to... Because we've had such a long off-season trying to make sense of... Uh, the pre-season results, because we're just so desperate for football. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I for one, am not taking any sense of trial matches that Perth Glory have lost in. Now, Nick, Nicky Carls, another Nick, uh, Nicky Carls m- missed a penalty as Sydney FC slumped to another pre-season defeat 1-0 against they Newcastle Jets. They can't Jets. beat anybody in no. pre-season. <laughs> Carl had the ideal chance to snare a late draw, but, uh, draw, but his effort hit the post. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Antonis looked sharp Sydney looked good in patches um, Sydney FC now takes on Perth Glory next Saturday uh, Wow, I'm looking for Perth to win that one And if we don't, we're up Stook Creek Look, the, I was reading Newcastle's pre-season form They've played 10 games They've scored 32 goals and conceded 2 And I don't know what the hell to make of that Apparently they've had a very, very tough pre-season They've spent a long yes, time a lot of in this preparation mm. yeah. There's a really good article uh, on um, What is it? Raw.com.au uh, that, that goes into detail about that. Um, I remember Craig Foster blasting the pre-season preparations because it was so, so like, barbaric and trouble, running up sand dunes and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's very classic, it, isn't it? It's not football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he proclaimed. But yeah, but it's, it's yielding results. If so. they were playing mm. football on sand dunes, yeah. uh, it would be both difficult and football, and that's <laughs> media's criteria. <laughs> yeah, and amusing for us. There mm. should be more of that. Um, Melbourne Victory have added another two names to their roster. <laughs> Mm. For next season, that's just being greedy, isn't it? By signing Brazilian left-back Fabinho and teenage goalkeeper Lawrence Thomas. Uh, former Brazil under-20 representative uh, has put pen, uh, Fabio Alves Macedo has put pen to paper on a 12-month deal after impressing in recent weeks since leaving Brazilian club Volta Redonda. 
There's a spot there. Well, okay, so my question is, where's, where's Hernandez? What's going to happen with Hernandez? He's a great player, and I don't think he's going to get the game time with Gill. Possibly not, no. Look, But it's, what is impressive is that they have actually signed, you know, a second keeper rather mm. than a goalkeeping coach. And look, <laughs> you think that's good? I don't well, know. I don't know much about football. It's a better sign. If there is not a job more rife with opportunity than being back up to Tando Crazy Hands of a Life, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's, uh, seriously, I want to see that man in number one spot. He's, oh. He... Fills me with dread every time he goes near the ball. There's such a, a range of potential outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> he can be just brilliant and mind-bogglingly inept within a 30-second Well, that's, that's the thing. How, how do you it's cut great. his contract? Because there are times when he is one of the best goalkeepers I've oh, ever seen. Absolutely. And other times where, <laughs> you know, it'll be uh, back to under 10s for him. Now, Socceroos start... Oh, is he soccer star? Anyway, Harry Kill will wear the number 22 jersey for Melbourne Victory this season. He was presented the jersey at a fan day, and he also had his first match as a Victory player, uh, taking part in an intra-club hit-out and setting up a goal. Number 22? That's not It's one. not 23. Is the, he saying pre- he's less press, than one less than Beckham? The press says that... Uh, well, the pre- not story in the press is that it's his wife's birthday and his parents' ah, anniversary, but I think that's just nice. a bit of coincidence. Uh, I, <laughs> I think they nice would have given him a number 10. How but did you grow up to be so cynical? <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice story, but I, I wouldn't use it as a reason to pick my football number, to be honest. Right, OK. Nick Senior, you like numbers. What do you think of 22? It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a certain symmetry to it. And look, whatever it is, it'll sell a lot. Right. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, up, up there in symmetry and good for sales. Uh, now, uh, debt-ridden Terry Serapisos remains owner of A-League Club Wellington Phoenix for the time being after meeting with the FFA. There's more on that later on in the show. And we'll also get into uh, Phoenix as a club. Which, you know, quite frankly, they're, they're thin on the ground, but they've got some pretty good stuff. Uh, Adelaide United will go into next Friday's trial match against Melbourne Victory on a high after defeating champions Brisbane Roar 3-0 in Toowoomba. That's a pretty good result. Yeah. Between England. And I heard it was a full-strength Brisbane Roar lineup as well. Right. So. Are we going to see uh, I think Brisbane Adelaide Roar really passing well into... Um, less than not, awesomeness? Not riding them off, I'm not sure. Yet. They've had a lot of... Fair bit of turnover, bit of disruptive movement. So maybe in the in the second half of the season they'll they'll start to gel and come good. But I'm not really sure. Seriously though, what are the media going to do if they can't use the term Rossellona? I don't know. What they love their do? puns, don't they? Mm. I, I guess they've still got a few Melbourne Heart things stuck up their sleeve if they get really mm. slow on the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, there are some Melbourne Hearts. And, you know, of course, we're always trying to uh, get Danny Invincible uh, over here. Back to the A-League. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. Now, uh, we're on the near post and you're talking uh, football with us. Well, you're probably listening to football. You might be yelling at the radio, but uh, you're listening to football across the Australian radio community network. What I'd like to talk about now is Emerton versus Kuehl. Emerton seems to be the forgotten man in all of this. He's a big, big star and I would... He's probably a more proven you. performer than Kuehl. That's right. Yeah. He's more proven performer and we'll see more uh, out of Emerton than we will out of Kuehl this season. The Melbourne Hearts... Membership is up thirty percent from last year. The yeah. the and you know, Melbourne is such an AFL dominated town, and Harry Kuehl is high up in the headlines every day. Like the Brett, it's just hard to get excited about Brett Emerton. You know, he I, works really hard. He gets up. He and just down doesn't the have the star profile. You know, he's never scored a goal to get us through to the second round of the World Cup. He doesn't have the soap opera wife. Doesn't have the soap opera mm. wife. He's, you know, the Champions League background. 
Liverpool, Leeds. Uh, Galatasaray. Oh, I rate Galatasaray. It's a very big club. Now, he's just not as exciting. Nonetheless, he remains confident of making his Sydney FC debut in the A-League's opening round blockbuster with Melbourne Victory next month, but acknowledges that the final decision won't be his to make. Nick Jr., whose decision is it? Oh, Holger Osijek, obviously. Is it? But I think, no. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, pressure from Holger uh, to... Oh, I'm, I'm assuming from the FFA to... Mike Cockerell uh, wrote a reasonably uh, a rantish article, but a good one, um, in the Sydney Morning Herald, say, saying this is somebody needs to take charge of this. This is a big issue because you've got the potential clash of Kuehl versus Emerton in the first round of the season, and it shouldn't be on the coach. It should be with the FFA. They should be taking over. If I'm not quite were, sure I agree, if but were I see a his media point. manager, you know, the this will they won't they play. Would you sort it out a couple of weeks ago? Ah, nice. I see where you're coming or from. Or do you let the story? Mm. Do you let the story run? You're, let, you're let, still the in angst, let the angst develop and the rants yeah. uh, cry out. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's, it and is so free media, isn't it? Yeah, you get to the point where they do play. It's an even bigger story. Yeah. Works for me. Should Kill be making the soccer squad? No. I don't think so, no. And I'm not that excited about seeing either Kuehl or Emerton play against Malaysia, even though I'd be seeing it in person. Because yeah. I, I, I want to see the younger soccerers get a game. I don't think either of them games. will make it. Oh, maybe Emerton, but Kuehl definitely won't make it to 2014, in my opinion. And Emerton will be a big part player. So I don't th- see why they should be playing. So the deal is, the Melbourne-Sydney game is at Etihad Stadium uh, on October the 8th, and it falls between two soccerers fixture, friendly against Malaysia in Canberra, and... Uh, and then an Asian Zone World Cup qualifier against Oman in Sydney on the which is it, which is an important game. That the is Malaysia an game, game. Neither here nor there for me. But so reality, they could play the Melbourne Sydney game yeah. and then back up for the Oman game. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, the opportunity forty five fifty thousand people at Etihad Stadium to kick off the season. I, I can't see how you could uh, mess with that. No. That's a fantastic opportunity. So this Kill fellow is pretty popular. There well, was he's four. Pretty, he's pretty popular. <laughs> 4,000 people just to see him put on the shirt and have mm. a bit of a run around. It's, um, he was on the footy show. The footy show. Yeah. Sam Newman. The footy show has a lot of, has a lot of out-of-their-sports out of stars coming on. So Yeah, but rarely uh, Australian A-League stars. Mm. I can't yeah. think of too many that uh, have... have They've not they're just Carlos trying to latch onto the bandwagon. They've not had Carlos Fernandez on. <laughs> no one's so, had Carlos Fernandez on, I think. <laughs> who, who else except, would, except if it was a pie-eating competition. Yes. <laughs> who else would that. generate this sort of excitement? I didn't think... Tim Cahill. Could, just Cahill. Yeah, because Dwight, Dwight York couldn't do it. Yeah, maybe no. Viduka. Um, so Kuehl's already looking pretty safe money as, a, as an excellent import. As well. <laughs> um, I just, just trying to think through, I don't think that there's, there's anybody who could be doing that. And I, I was one who, who mocked the, uh, the Melbourne, <laughs> the Melbourne victories purchasing mm. of, of Kuehl, signing of Kuehl. Uh, you've mocked. Uh, I've mocked Holger many of things. There's, there's no, there's well. no doubt track about. record in this stuff. But, but I think uh, I think it's humble buy time, and mm. you know, I'll bring in the point. And he hasn't, out e- and he hasn't, hasn't even, even played. played. Again. But I think even if he doesn't play the full season, I think uh, things like Melbourne Hearts. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so know, looking forward to that first attendance derby. going up on this, which yeah. will be great. Yeah, they're looking forward to the, mm. the talk that is around on this. People are looking to fly in to go and see Ben, uh, ben Buckley must be feeling so good yeah. about the the next TV rights compared to how he did about nine months That's ago. That's right. <laughs> he, did Buckley play this very well by staying out of it? No, I think he just decided to ride it out, hoping things would get better. Yeah. 
and they did, which is lucky for him, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, as, an, as a side note, I saw on the World Game website there was a headline, Buckley steps down from position. Clicked on the link. Yes. It, was, it was the Brisbane Raw CEO. <laughs> I was like, what? Absolute letdown. I, 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 did, I did exactly the same thing, went through exactly the same And emotions. this is a really interesting story as well, that it is a high-profile and sometimes controversial Indian, uh, Indonesian uh, business conglomerate is looking to buy into the Brisbane Raw. It, very interesting. It's, a little a, bit it's our own little bit of perhaps links with some of the Russian oligarchs buying into the English Premier League. Excellent. I'd, I'd on like a small to say scale. that. Well, I, I'm pretty keen to go into that next week. Mm. But one thing I did want to just finish with is uh, Buckley's maybe distaste for uh, Kuehl's latest venture into Ford V8 supercars, considering Hyundai is the sponsor of the A League. There's a little Hyundai without, versus Ford. Without issue. being the guy who's always a tad cynical about these things. Maybe if you're Hyundai having a couple of days of media stories where you talk about how upset you are, maybe that's not a bad bit of publicity. Again, cynicism from you, Nick Senior, is, <laughs> breaks my heart. Now, uh, you are on the Near Post Radio Show and we are talking football. I just want to talk about something that is n- not choice, bro. A bit of an issue with yeah, the Wellington yeah. Phoenix Club. It's not good. Uh, now, Sarah Pisos, the, uh, the owner of Wellington Phoenix. Colour- the colourful owner. Colourful. Is he colourful? I've seen... Um, colourful uh, in the same way that Christopher Scase was colourful. <laughs> here's, here's $200 million in debt. That, that's more money than I earn it's, in a year. It's, it's a pretty mm. hefty sum, yeah. but it's a drop, in the, a drop in the ocean compared to some of the stuff that's being thrown around in Europe. But, um, <laughs> yes, this is true. But no one's thrown it around here. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No. But, yeah, so... It's it's uh, it's interesting. They're saying that he's going to sell sell off his assets to cover that debt. Now he's a property tycoon. Yes. And I looked it up. I was trying to figure out the difference between a t- tycoon and a magnate. Uh, I think tycoon tops the magnate. You need to be able to pay the bills either way. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Ter- so he's trying to he's trying to ter- sell this, this off. This is Terry's problem at the moment. But one of his other jobs, he's a apprentice uh, reality t- TV show host. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. I did not know no, that. I'm assuming that's in New Zealand because I haven't seen him. Look, I just hope he adds to his resume, former owner of the Wellington Phoenix, mm. as they get a new consortium in. Well, his Ferrari's for sale. Mm. Yeah, he's he's really doing it tough, Is it going cheap, bro? <laughs> I think it is going cheap, bro. Ah, oh, well, we mock our New Zealand brothers. And, uh, <laughs> but we do love them. And um, in all seriousness, I think Wellington Phoenix is a great team. It's one of my oh, uh, favourite teams. And it's got three it's million got, fans just sitting there. It's got awesome fans, yeah. Second yeah. most followers... Uh, on, on Facebook? Facebook, yeah. And when they win, they take their shirts off and throw their scarves in there. Which, which for people who've travelled to Wellington... It's pretty cold, isn't it? It's pretty cold, even yeah. in January. It's a sign it's of great cold. dedication. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, just uh, having a bit of a look, um, their team, they've got 17 players on the books. It, yes, yeah. it's, it's small. By far the... But they're good players. Oh, they're, they're superb players. Paul well, Eiffel is on the books, and Paul, I rate him as pretty oh, much uh, one of the best players definitely. in the A-League. He's, he's starting to lose a bit of um, bit of spark now, especially after that injury sustained last season, but still a class player. And then mm. even the other players in the team, Leo Bertos, one of the most one of the more exciting players on his day, mm. Lucas Pancellas, same thing. Chris Greenacre, he's yeah. not a bad striker. He, he was one of the best strikers in the league last season. And then at the back, you've still got Mark Paston, New Zealand international, Durante, one of the better defenders in the league as well, Lockhead, Sigmund, etc. All I like, I like being Sigmund. He was a he was a productive player in fantasy our league last year. Right. Um, now there's a consortium preparing to take over, and I think there's a Fingers fairly crossed. good base for them to take over. They've got a good squad. 
Yep, Ricky Herbert's owed a hundred uh, hundred thousand. But 17 players of quality, and they just need to, to flesh that out with backup players and maybe one other, I'm thinking. Wellington, uh, Wellington, yeah, Wellington and uh, Serapisos and the FFA will continue discussions over the next few days. Uh, Nick, you're a financial expert, or at least I'm calling you so. What's your hopes for this, Nick Senior? Look, I'm, I'm hoping there was a, a statement today from the New Zealand Football Association to the effect that they'd be making a statement. They issued a right. statement. A so statement they're making a statement. statement. <laughs> Brilliant. So, look, so we're on tender hooks. They, they can't conscious pilot their way through this situation. The Wellington Phoenix have been very good for New Zealand football, as we saw at the last World Cup. They need to step up to make sure that what should be a real asset to the A-League gets preserved, because it would be a shame that for them to get dragged down in the quagmire of uh, Terry Saposos' personal finances. Now, we're in, uh, we, Australia, uh, are um, now an Asian country. We play in mm. Asia. Uh there has been issue made about the Asian Confederation saying that we are supporting an Oceania team uh, and eventually supporting New Zealand who play in Oceania. And, um, do you think a, that that's some um, petty bureaucratic? I nonsense. still think it's something I, I that hear we you, need to but do. I think I, I, it may be petty bureaucratic nonsense. But I think there's some there could be some political push here to uh, not support the that... Phoenix as well as well as we might. We being the mm, A League yes, and the but FFA. I think the. The main detractor from the whole Wellington Phoenix being in the elite was Mohammed bin Hammam, and I think now after he's fallen into that presidential election and he's had that one-year lifetime ban of football, from football, that's lost its spark. I, I believe we were told by FIFA to keep going, keep maintain ties with Oceania as part of our admittance into Asia. So I think if we just write it out, the Wellington Phoenix should be allowed to stay. I, I certainly believe they should stay. Yeah, a couple of extra players. They're, they're quite easily a top 16 yeah. this year. I don't think right now that they've got the squad depth to make the top six. But Okay, well, thank you. And uh, like I was saying before, we are near post. We are near post radio when we talk about Australian football. We have just set up a fantasy league for the yeah. A-League fantasy football competition. Looking, it is called, imaginatively, near post. It is open for any who want to join. Mm-hmm. So all that are out there, uh, our code is 1389-330. So that's uh, 1389-330, although I believe it's a, it's a public comp, so you can just come in mm-hmm. even if you just search by near post. We challenge you all. The prize. Now, I've been talking to the big man upstairs, Eamon. <laughs> Eamon. Mm-hmm. Eamon and I have agreed we're prepared to put our money together for a blank white T-shirt and a black texter, which we will write near post on it. Not going to go so far as to sign it, as I think that may we might be actually to, close the value of the t-shirt We might be able to down. organise something a little more professional <laughs> for that. Some of, some of us have close family working in the sports garment industry. Whatever, man. Red crayon t-shirt. The point is that uh, it's open. Nick Senior is... Uh, no. Nick Senior considers himself a bit of a fantasy football expert and uh, I would say the well, favourite for the crown, wouldn't you, well, Nick? Well, I don't... La- last season with the bye, you actually... The, oh, that was, was, that was a... It made, the, very made it pretty much an accounting exercise, which... This season will be uh, a much more rigorous uh, test of... Near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first if it's for football.